Last time on Tales of Motera. With the stolen submarine, we did some underwater exploration. Um, we found some ruins of a former goblin settlement from possibly quite some time ago. We invested. We investigated around the submarine and discovered that this is likely the only way they have to make bottled lightning, so that's interesting. Rumble Jerry and Howe, in fact, actually made a bottle of it. We destroyed the tunnel and the dome that we'd come out in. Um, we, drum- we dropped Rumble Jerry and Sorsha off while we went, Howe and Will went off to. Maybe look around some more, destroy some Cranogs and stuff as well. Um, had a breakdown. Bon appetit. We did do a bit more um, archaeology investigation after that. Um, some more sendings to the Great Electric Eel, because that's always fun. Um, and we destroyed some Cranogs, and the submarine is still intact. So we have parked that and gone to get some rest. back to the um the jelly deal yeah are you, are you going straight for the long rest or is there anything you want to do first because it's only about like four ish maybe more like five when you get back mm. can we find the mayor yeah you can find the mayor you, you know where his house is yeah knock knock hello the, the mayor opens the door ah yes hello 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 yes Marvellous to see you. We, I got some drawings that you might want to see. Okay. Let's clear some space on his desk. Um, I'm gonna sort of open up my notebook and show all assembled the drawings I made of the ruins we found under the sea. So, we found these under the ocean with the submarine that we stole from the Institute. I thought... You might be interested to know about them. You went to Kellick? Is that his name? Duncan Town, Kellick. How do you spell that? K A L I K. Kellick. Okay, wonderful. Um, I'll add that to these notes. Thank you. But yes, we did go there. Uh, with the permission of the Great Electric Eel, of course. Of course. These, these, these drawings. Of Kellick? Yes. Can we archive them? Of course, of course. Um, uh, let me see if I... Like, I do a very careful sort of trying to get these pages out of my notebook without sort of damaging them much. He produces a pair of small scissors. Thank you, thank you. Carefully snip them out of my notebook. Are, are, are these, like, nail scissors? And um, they're just like small, like short paper scissors. Okay. Useful. I think, um, actually, yeah, I think everyone except Howard at this point would notice that the mayor has like, um, he has like a chatelaine with all sorts of like little bits and bobs hanging off it. Oh, cool. A uh, what? Sorry, I have not come across that word before. Yeah, me neither. Um, 
like a a belt with all tools and keys and things hanging off it, essentially. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. And he, like, when you finish with the scissors, he tucks it back into it, like, into his trousers. Mm-hmm. Which is why you didn't spot it earlier, because it just lives inside his trousers. Uh-huh. Like, in a pocket or inside his trousers? Just tucked in. Okay. Yep. So I'd hand these pages to the mayor. Um... I can make some notes on the back about sort of roughly where I saw them, the context and stuff. They'll probably be useful for your archives as well, I suppose. Oh, yes. Yes, very good. Yes, yes. I'd make some notes um, in what language am I... I assume we're speaking in halfling or trade tongue or something. Whichever you prefer, he he does speak both. Okay, um... I make some notes in trade tongue on there because then that'll be easiest for I assume any other historians you come to visit. When you finish writing these notes on the back, he writes something in Goblin underneath each line of writing. Mm-hmm. Amazing, wonderful. Yeah, I th- I think sort of seeing him do that, I'd sort of deliberately leave space between the lines so that there's room for the translation. Um, the other thing is. Um, the submarine is still intact, so if you like, we could show you how to use it so that you and the other people of Tambon would be able to access down there, see the ruins for yourself, if you like. Need consult with priests before go to Kalik. Not sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was a little unsure as well. That was why I was doing sendings to the Great Eel. Um, oh, yes, about that. He, he, he kind of pulls a face and says, most people not speak to Great Eel. You're very lucky. Yes, I gathered that. Um, how static is my hair still? It's it's still, like, fully up. <laughs> yeah, um, Pat's hair down a little bit. Uh, yeah, this is a side effect. I... <sighs> I'm an arcane caster, not a divine caster. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. <laughs> he just kind of looks at you for a moment and just shakes his head a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Something else we probably should mention. Yes. While in the submarine, we needed to figure out if that is indeed where they made the bottled lightning. And I uh, pulled the, bo- uh, the one bottled lightning that I have out of the bag of holding. I made one to see how it would work. Maybe we could find an alternative so they don't have to take, uh, they don't have to steal the electricity here. But I'm not sure. Either way, I thought you should know before bad blood came up. Either way, the submarine is the key, or it seems to be the key to how they made it so far. So the fact that we've deprived them of that will hopefully limit down their operations. You took her power. I was afraid of this. You do one thing you're not supposed to do. I can give it back. I'm, I will not keep it for myself, but I needed to see if some, an alternative was possible. Throw it in river. Send it back. Uh, yes, yes, we'll do that as soon as possible. Uh, and I, Robert Jerry looks around the group and like holds it, um, holding the ball of lightning, motioning towards the door. Shall we do that now? Is there anything else that needs to be said now? Go! Okay. Yes, right. And just sprints out the door towards... Okay. Yeah. So I think we should continue investigating around the Institute just to check there's 
nothing, no other way they could be creating that. And there's some other information we're looking for as well. Um, there's some people that the Institute have been associating with who are necromancers, who we really would like to stop, because necromancy. So, um, I hope it's okay if we stay around a little longer. I'd say to the mayor. You are narrow cliff. Okay. Okay. There's anything can do to help further. Let us know. I know that the bottle lightning was a mistake. My apologies. You only allowed stay because she said you help. Okay. Give you one more chance. Okay. Otherwise and then he says something in goblin that none of you can make out, but it sounds very ominous the way he says it. And a pleasure talking with you as well, my dear. Okay. How leaves. <laughs> okay. How long does it take to run to the electric sea and back? Uh, to the sea and back? <laughs> a, a good, like, getting on for... Like, depending on how fast you run, probably at least half an hour. But he did say throw it in the river and send it back. And the river is a lot closer. Oh, the river. Okay. I <laughs> I just sort of throw it into the... Robotry would probably... Yeah, river. There's just a bottle of lightning chucked chuck in the river now. Bobbing back down towards the sea. Although I will say, the mental image of this cat person just full-on sprinting in a panic for half an hour straight is hilarious. That is, that is beautiful. You do not mess with the ire of a god. No! Uh-huh. Right, well, now that we've, um, you know, offered to put them in touch with their cultural past, ah, I think a nice hot drink and bed is suited for ourselves, and we can get back to our investigations on the morrow, yes? Please. That sounds good. All right. Let's get some rest done. Uh, one quick question before we go to bed, though, great and glorious DM. Mm-hmm. Is there a store about town that might have little potions or anything? Are they too advanced for such a backwater? There's just a general store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Check in there. Um, see if they've got any useful supplies, but I'll message you that so that we don't have a shopping episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get some sleep then, I suppose. Rumple Jerry. Mm-hmm. You wake in the middle of the night with a feeling like you've just been electrocuted. Oh, boy. And you hear a voice in your mind that says, You thought to take my power for yourself. No, no, I, I swear I didn't. It was to stop it. If there was no need, no one else would take your power. I just needed to see what it was, how it worked, see if there was something of an alternative. You feel something boring into your mind, and you hear, you have been around bottled lightning, as you call it, for many years, and yet you needed one more to keep for yourself before you could understand it. I, I, we, we used it. I didn't know it was where it came from, though. We just, 
we just got it from the traders. I didn't know that it was... I didn't know it was stolen, please. I... I haven't... I've... I never thought about it. I never thought of what it was other than new and energy. Your actions have been noted. Please forgive me. I mean no ill will. And then you wake up for real. <sighs> Is anyone else awake? And on, on the palm of your left paw, just a little black jaw, like the mouth of an eel. Oh no. Will. Oh, hi. You're back in the submarine. Oh boy. I think, I think, like, given the earliest submarine stuff, I think Will's already feeling like jitters. He's not comfortable to be back here. And this time you're on your own. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, I tried to tug at controls, try and direct it up to the surface. The controls move as you try to move them, but rather than going up to the surface, the submarine takes you back to the stained glass and along the bridge until the submarine rolls out onto the shore of the sea, where it just, as soon as it's out of the water, just falls to pieces. Okay. I step out. And you hear, Trust me. If I had wanted you dead, you would be. And you wake up. I, yeah, sit up in bed, just... I think, like, sort of, Will's hands are still shaking. Ow. It's about time. (laughs) Oh my god. You're sat by the edge of the sea. It's, It's a sunny day. You hear, hello, little gnome. Oh, hello, dearie. I would offer you tea, but uh, uh, a picnic, perhaps. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. I am not the first god you have addressed. Nor the last, I'm sure, though that is no slight intended to yourself. You helped the cat steal my power. Oh, I'm terribly sorry about that. Have a care. Curiosity may be useful, but it may also be your undoing. Yes, I've heard it. Curiosity killed the... I can't quite remember how it ends. But yes, you're probably quite right. (sighs) Managed so far, though, and, well, I am quite keen to help you in your issues so far, and so are my friends. Do go somewhat easy on them. They're not totally certain in how to... Manage their relationship with you, but they are definitely trying to help. And the sea level rises, and you are engulfed. And the last thing you see before you wake up is the hole. <laughs> of just the silence reaction to that one. It's like, yeah, standard god dream. Yeah. D- d- <laughs> yeah, I think she probably makes a cup of tea and then goes back to bed. <laughs> Are we all waking up at, like, different times of night, or is this just a moment of us all just sort of stepping out into the corridor, blurry-eyed, and just see the others there? You're, you're all waking up at the same time. 
other than Sorsha, who just has a normal dream about, I don't know, centaur riding. <laughs> Sorsha is just dreaming of just climbing up an incredibly tall mountain, but like sprinting, and it's really mm-hmm. fun. Nice. Sorsha's having the best dream, guys. I'm so glad for them. Wish I could say the same. Sorsha's mm-hmm. just also here. <laughs> <laughs> That's because Sasha doesn't fuck with gods. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fair. At the point when Will, Howe, and Rampal Jerry all wake up, it's about two a.m. and Alma is howling directly at Howe. Yeah. What's up, my dear? What have you sniffed? Uh, I immediately go for my grab bag. Wait, are we, are we all in one room or are we in our own rooms? I can't remember what the configuration was. Me neither, to be honest. Uh, no idea. I think the first night, Will and Alma were in rooms, and I think Howe was maybe in a, another room, and then Sorsha and Rumpel Jerry were sleeping on the couch. Okay. Okay. But how she she doesn't seem she doesn't seem concerned about anything external. She seems concerned about you. Yeah, what's up, my dear? It's it's fine. I'm fine. I'm right here. I give her a treat. He hops up onto the bed and through your psychic link you hear, Don't like the fish. <laughs> Sorry, that, was, that wasn't that was Alma's voice, that was the mare's <laughs> voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been listening to that lovely goblin mare a little. You, you've definitely changed your internal monologue. <laughs> but yeah, you, you hear, Don't like the fish. Oh, what, which fish? The big fish. The big lightning fish. Oh, the great electric eel. Did she visit you in your dreams too, Albert? Were you chasing her? Big fish in your dream. Yes. A lovely little god. She's... Mean fish. No, she's not mean. She's simply looking after her power and is very beloved by these goblins. We're her guest, basically, Alma. You should be kind to her. She whines and then tries to settle back down to sleep. There, there. Sorry for the noise, all. Did Alma wake you? Um, Will has, at this point, left his room is going to go find a hot chocolate. Um... No, no, Alma didn't wake us. I'm. I... Did you guys have bad dreams too? No. Yeah. Robert Jerry's just sit on the couch, uh, clutching her leg, hugging her legs to her knees. Uh, knees to her chest, the words. Okay, do you want hot chocolate too? You can do hot chocolate. Uh, yes, please. yes, please. Yeah, okay. How? Do you want some? Sorsha? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. I'll just have tea, thank you. Too much sugar in the chocolate. Okay. Do you say hot chocolate? Yeah, do you want hot chocolate? Oh, yes. Okay. Wait, what time is it? Uh, God knows. Night. There is a clock in the main room. Does Sasha know how to read a clock? <laughs> I think Sasha knows how to tell time. Okay. I, I don't know if they use, like, the same kind of clock. It's so early. <sighs> Right, hot chocolates and tea. Okay. Will comes back shortly with free hot chocolates and a cup of tea. Why are you all awake so early? The great electric eel's angry at me. Yes, I asked her to give you a little clemency on that. I think she's being rather unfair. No. We did steal her power, to be fair. Mine was weird. Like, it was a whole, like, oh, if I wanted you dead, you'd be dead, sort of... Thing and it's like that doesn't <laughs> that that's not the comforting sentence that you think it is. Um 
This is why I don't fuck with deities. That's fair. Good idea. Good idea. Don't. Never. Don't start. Never. Don't. Archfey are uh, bad enough. Never mind actual gods. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I, I'm, I'm clutching the, like, one of my paws to my chest, not showing it to anyone, I think. How does it notice such subtle clues? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you okay? Uh, Did you hurt your paw? I, uh, I, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to talk about. Okay. I've, I've been using bottled lightning. My family, my city, my employees have been using bottled lightning for a while now. I never thought about what it was, just, well, lightning in a bottle, a power source. She, she seemed angry that I wanted one more bottle to study, thinking I would be selfish or to keep it or something. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, he's probably used to people only using and abusing this power. Yes, there is a limit to what can be achieved for good with such things, and maybe we don't want to go down that line of thinking yet, but that was your intention, right? I wanted a replacement so no one else had to get bottled lightning. Undercut the market. Well, precisely. She's simply conflating your good-natured intention with what everyone else has done with it, which is very reasonable from her point of view, but, Mm. you know, we'll just have to try different things so that we don't antagonize her. But also, she's not wrong. I have been using it for years, and I never thought about why or what or what it is, why it exists, where it came from. I was just ignorant. (laughs) If it's not normal to you, you wouldn't have a reason to. Like... I don't think about why a wheel turns or who makes the wheel. I just know that the wheel does the wheel thing. The moment you start considering every single consequence of how you've lived your life previously and actions and decisions taken by people beyond you that have fed into that, that you have no way of controlling or influencing, you will go mad. And if ignorance is a crime, then we're all guilty of that, but... As Will says, it's only what you can do now with the information you have available that matters in this situation. You have apologized and wished to atone for your relationship with the bottled lightning, and that's great, but there's no point beating yourself up about it when there's nothing you can do for the past. It's what you do in the future that counts. You learn and you either grow or you choose to be a dick on purpose. You're not choosing to be a dick. Yeah, I mean... It feels almost like this is a wound and she's lashing out. We're not the people who've perpetuated this harm. That doesn't mean she's not angry about it. I... I suppose you're right. But we can do something about it. And the first thing we shall do is ensure that we don't create any more bottled lightning. Because it's not the use of it, it's the creation of it that she seems to care even more about. And so, let us... Fulfill her wishes in that regard. And if it's not being made, it can't be used, so that solves that problem too. Yeah. I mean, we can go... We can go double-check in the sub and sort of just ensure that we've disabled sort of all of the things there that would allow for the creation of this stuff. And then it's just a case of seeing if there's anything else left at the Institute. 
that would facilitate that. Because it's also not just about the machine, it's about the knowledge of how to do it. Because if you've got the knowledge of how to do it and you get away with that, then theoretically you can come back and do it again. Though perhaps impeded by resource and time, but yes, your point is valid. Mm. And if you have the knowledge, it's not just you who can come back and do it, you can tell someone else how to do it and they can come back and do it. There's just... All of you are correct, yeah. But there's just... Something about a god coming directly to you and blaming you, personally, me, Mm -hmm. for the wrongs she experienced. Yeah, or for being scared at the fact that she's been threatening a lot of people and stuff around here. Like, there's still a slight shake in Will's hands as he sips his hot chocolate. Rumble Jarvis is still untouched as she has not uncurled her legs. I'm. Let's try to sleep. Would someone mind if I slept with them in the room tonight? Of course not. Yeah, that's okay. Hey, you know what? How do you feel about a blanket for? I haven't made one in ages. I used to do it with my mum all the time when it was stormy. We'd get all the blankets and we'd get the mattresses and stuff and we'd gather them all in the living room and we'd just sleep there. And we'd be safe together. So let's do that. I don't want to make a mess of the inn, though. It's not our home. We can put them back when we can put them back in the morning. It's cool. Uh, if if you're sure of this. Yeah. Hmm. How do you want to join in? Oh, of course. Now call Alma over. She's very comfortable to lie upon. Yeah. Alma comes over dragging a pillow. Yes, good girl. Yeah. Well, but what is the purpose of this? We make a fort out of blankets. We sleep there. It doesn't have any particular purpose, but it's fun, and I remember doing it with my mum as a child, and it makes me feel safer, so... Okay. Yeah, it's... It's comfort more than anything. Is is this a youth thing or a material plane thing? Hmm. I've also done it sometimes. Would you like a bedtime story? I could do something with something to take my mind off of the um, eel situation, so yeah. That would be great. Very well, then. I shall tell you a tale I told my children and my grandchildren. <sighs> there was once a box of toys, and in it there was a beautiful little rabbit. And every day the rabbit was picked up and cuddled and loved was so happy with the situation. But then more brighter toys came into the toy box. Some of them had special tricks. Some could move when the boy pushed a button. Others bounced extremely high or had noises illusioned out of them. The plushie had no special tricks or buttons, but <sighs> watched us. The child started to choose the other toys. At night, when the toys were all back in the box, the others talked with pride about the fine things they could do. But the plush rabbit was quite quiet, because there was not much to say. 
Only one other toy in the box was like the rabbit. The horse was also a soft, fluffy toy, but he was very old. Most of his hair was worn away. He said to the rabbit, soft toys like us are really the lucky ones. We get loved the most. When soft toys get loved and loved, we can become real. Being real is the best, said the horse. You, when you want to move, and when you are real, if you are loved, you can show your love back. <sighs> Thus began a happy time for the plush rabbit. Each night, the boy would hold them close in his arms. In the morning, would show the rabbit how to make little rabbit holes under the sheets in the pillow forts that they had made, just like this one. If the boy went to a picnic or to the park, the rabbit would come too. And the rabbit grew happy with this, and did not notice as his hair was becoming a little more worn away, and patches began to be rubbed where the boy had cuddled the little plushie most closely. Over time, this love manifested in such a beautiful way. The rabbit woke up one morning, decided to move on their own. They realized, ah, this love has made me real. I can move when I want to move. If I am loved, I can love back. So, Rabbit went, gave the boy a cuddle. But the boy did not recognize his friend now. Being a real rabbit, no longer the plush toy. But that was fine. The boy made this new friend without realizing that it was the same old rabbit that he had cuddled for so long. <sighs> so our little plushy rabbit turned into a real rabbit and lived a happy life, hopping next to their boy, both growing older together. And even though they were different, they were able to build a new relationship, just as real as the last one. Isn't that a lovely story? You get a very sleepy nod from Will as he holds Sheila close. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, How. It's a good story. Sleep now. May all your dreams be sweet and loving. Uh, and I'm going to cast Protection from Good and Evil. Um, uh, I can't cast it on multiple. I'm going to cast it on Rumple Jerry. Rumple Jerry dozed off sometime during the story and is just curled up, cuddling against whoever was closest. Yeah. Sosha is going to cast. Um... Dancing lights, one in the corner in each corner of the room, that are gonna last either a minute or until Sasha's asleep, whichever comes first. There's like little night lights. I'm so glad to have met you all. Mm. Me too. I think I would have been a lot more lonely if I hadn't fallen into this group, and I'm glad I did. Made it a lot less scary being here. I'm glad you did. Cuddle up to Alma and try and fall asleep. Will falls asleep thinking of Sheila and his various familiars and velveteen rabbits and the fact that now, instead of just familiars, he has real friends as well. And the rest of the night passes uneventfully. Woo, long rest! Mm. Woo! Uh, I'm soft. <sighs> I'm soft, y'all. <laughs> so soft. So soft. Uh, yeah, I think come morning, 
uh, how we'll be pottering about making tea. Mm-hmm. I'm terribly sorry for last night. Um, I was overly sensitive, perhaps, but I'm sorry if I said anything. No, I'm sorry yesterday for saying things that offended some of you, and I shall attempt to be less callous in future. Hey. <sighs> it's gonna be fine. It's okay. Yes, it will be. Rumpucherry rubs the sleep out of her eyes, but doesn't really say much. So, plans for the day. Um, out of character, Liz, remind me, how much did we dismantle the submarine's ability to create bottled lightning? Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, not very much. Like, we started it, I think, but then we got distracted by Kranich bashing, so... Okay. Well, it might be a little easier now we've got the submarine parked... So I think we'll want to spend at least some of the morning tinkering with that, if that's all right. I will certainly help with my tinker's tools and mm-hmm. expert knowledge of the mechanical arms that can reach this bay and perhaps pluck some of the tooling out of it. Yeah. Don't think I haven't forgotten that I would potentially end up becoming the god of monkey balls. <laughs> we don't really need to get you on that, don't we? I will make sure to tell everyone I meet that how is the god of monkey bars? Sure, is that how it works? I don't know how. How how do you become a god in the gnomish pantheon? How does that work exactly? Well, you just you you just exemplify something. Uh, how would you like to give me a religion check with advantage? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, religion. I am proficient. Uh, so, 18. Nice. So, what you have heard and sort of gathered from various stories is that if you are a particularly holy person and also live a life which relates strongly to some divine domain, then essentially what can happen is the other gods decide to elevate you. So instead of your spirit going to the afterlife, it goes to wherever it is that gnomish gods live, which you don't really have a name for. It's just kind of the realm of the gods. Yeah. Um, And your day replaces one of the others. Although no one really knows how that is decided. Uh, so you, you kind of gained this... You were more intensely into monkey bars than, than the god of sewing was into sewing. Yes, precisely. It's it's kind of a, a, a peerage system, you see. You're, you're elected by your peers into this great house of gods, and, uh, well, from there you oversee your domain and have a great afterlife, I suppose. Hmm. You know, help people with their monkey barring and such. But what happens to the domain of the god that's not a god? Does that just... Can you not pray to anyone for that anymore? Well, I I suppose the domain still exists, and, you know, if they... I don't know. There's just no one to ask about it. Uh, Well, they're still there, I suppose, in essence. It's just people don't think of them as much, because, you know, monkey barring is now more important than sewing. How of, how often do they change up? I'm curious. Oh, 
<laughs> I mean, it's not a common occurrence. You know. I don't understand hmm. gods. How do you even know what if it happens when something changes? Like how? Does everyone get a newsletter? It's like a little ding dong in your head, yes. And you, you just start hearing about it. You know, evangelists and the like go around going, "Oh, have you heard of our great and glorious new domain?" Hmm. But but what if someone just decides to make one and pretends that there's? What do you mean? If if people know that there's a new god, by people going around saying, "Hey, listen about this new god," what's to stop someone deciding that their dead aunt Jeff is the new god now? Well, I suppose if you then tried to pray to dead aunt Jeff, then <laughs> what are they going to do? They're not a god. They're not going to answer. They're not going to grace you with divine presence or power. Yes, but but if not every single prayer gets answered, maybe. Aunt Jeff just didn't think your prayer was worth answering. How do you know? No, that's very true, but on a, a grand scale, the sort of law of large number of prayers, you, you, you would tend to find that some power is granted, and, you know, I tend to find, pulls out her charm necklace from around her neck, jangles it a little bit at you, uh, I tend to find that I get a sense for these things, and I'm sure many others are much better at it than I am. But, uh, you know, if I go and think, ooh, great aunt Jeff, who's recently deceased and become the god of, I don't know, cats, um, uh, are you ascended to the divine domain? No, I'm, I'm really just not getting anything. You know, there's a, there's a, uh, a two-wayedness to, to gods. I, I poorly tried to explain it yesterday, but whilst they are, you know, reasonably powerful, especially within their own domain, they do require mortals, and that leaves a mark, you know? Hmm. This is just... This is so much. This is very interesting. Are the gods simpler, or are they all like this? Oh, I mean, we've had a set domain of orcish gods for quite some time now that hasn't that doesn't really change up there's a group of them in, in fact the human gods are the same ones they just go by different names there i i wonder what names they actually like to use i don't know but i almost don't want to find that out because that kind of validate one side or the other and that doesn't feel right either tarani's just tarani there's just tarani I guess that keeps things simple. Yeah. But there's only one god you can you can ask stuff to. There's not someone specialized into wild magic or something. Yeah. There's just balance. Would she not get so busy? Is every single prayer going to to, to to one person? God. You wouldn't have time for yourself. Not person, God. God. Durani is not a person. I I shush. I'm still learning, but I just... You get so busy, you would have... Have... God... Tarani, does Tarani get a me day? I mean, Tarani is the god of balance. I'm sure that um, Tarani could find a moment to have some peace, since that is needed for balance. But who knows? If anyone has proper work-life balance, I assume Tarani would be the person. Exactly. God, I mean... God, yeah. Gods of people too. 
Debatable. Gods also deserve work-life balance. <laughs> Person experiencing godhood. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think Will continues. Um, I mean, also, like, sort of, we don't always pray to all the gods all the time. Like, I mean, obviously that varies from person to person, but I mean, like, most I've got some is just, like, I'd flip open my spell book and you see a symbol on sort of the inside of the front cover. Um, it's a stylized sort of gold wasp in sort of magical ink. That's the symbol of Yadri. Seemed as good as any something to go in my spell book, I suppose. Who's, who's Yadri? What is Yadri the god of? Um, so things like language, giving everyone different languages, knowledge and the dangers of it, um, literacy, education, honesty, learning things. That makes sense for you. Makes sense, yeah. Makes sense for a spell book, at least. It, it makes sense for you as a person. Well, I suppose. Like, I'll drop off prayers to sort of one or other or several of them, depending on the circumstance, but, like, not on a regular basis. It's never really been my thing so much, but... I don't know. I mean, we did the... We did the Numa protection circles. That was good. Like... I don't know, maybe I should pray some more. I think that's an excellent idea. A little <laughs> prayer a day, you know. I never thought I'd say that, but... Fuck. There's a first for everything. Well, in the name of balance, I think it's excellent to be not just a little arcane, but have a touch of the divine about you too. I mean, like, I, I always thought you had to have more of a knack for these things to actually do divine stuff. No, you just need to have faith. And how do you think you get such neck? How do you get anything? You should know. Practice. Hmm. I couldn't sew or, or make jewelry when I first started. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of my practice tends to be more concrete things uh, where, like, sort of, oh, yes, yeah, so if I do these exact incantations and these exact gestures, then I can do this effect, that sort of thing. Like... It doesn't tend to be anything quite so esoteric as this. Try and error is trial and error. Whether you're doing a spell or making a dress. I suppose. I suppose so. I wonder what my parents worshipped. Worship. Hmm. I don't even know what tends to use. Not everyone worships. I know, but like, did they have one? Was there someone they prayed to when I vanished? If, if they've had time to. Keep forgetting about that time thing. Hmm. You... Do you know where your parents may have been before you vanished? But I recognise that thing with the Breck symbol on, but I don't... So I know they lived on that bit, but I I don't remember properly. I know th I know there were fields... Oh, great and glorious DM. What's kind of, uh, what's the elves' religion like? Uh, give me a religion roll. Uh, gladly. You don't sound glad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, this is all the things where I know because I'm looking at the document, but Sasha doesn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, six. Uh, 
You've never heard any specific god names? You think they have some, like, weird druids that turn into animal skeletons? Classic. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Something about animal skeletons, I believe. Maybe? Huh. Oh. That's... I'm going to roll to see how much Will knows, given he reads up on all sorts of nonsense. Frack is on the other side of uh, other side of the disc for me. I'm sorry, I don't really know much about it. It's more than I know. Uh, okay, Will got a f- Will got a fifteen on religion. Okay, um, so you don't know about satyrs specifically, mm. but the dominant culture is elvish. Mm. And they tend to... They're quite animistic. They worship the kind of the spirits of concepts, like the spirit of loyalty, the spirit of honesty, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, so I relay this. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much that's going to necessarily apply to your parents, though. Yeah, it's, it's similar to what Ma taught, taught me. This, the, the spirits of nature looking after... Things. Hmm. Yeah. Lots of interesting viewpoints. Maybe if I ever end up there, I can ask someone, even if it's not them. To be nice to know. Yeah. Nothing stopping us asking around. We'll find something. Right. Shall we dismantle uh, a submarine? Uh. Yeah. Yes. That sounds more fun than this. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have that conversation. Alright. Yeah, let's go let's go uh break bottled lightning ability create creation ability. I can't word this morning. It's fine. Yadri help me. <laughs> I can't word. I mean I think that's fair, you did all seem to have very bad dreams last night. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Good sir. Definitely say that, yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. Rumple Jerry, are you still hiding your paw? I'm definitely like keeping it a little hidden, not showing like at least the like the palm of the paw. Mm-hmm. Okay, submarine time. Yeah. Uh, so I think the goal is like not to ruin the submarine itself as a submersible vehicle, mm. but we're just trying to get rid of all of the functions in the bilge to uh, stop the electricity sucking out of waterness and the the ability to make the bottles, right? Yes, that's the aim. Dismantle! Well, I've always been good at uh, destroying stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do be careful with those arms. Why? Well, I need them for monkey barring. We can find something else to monkey bar with rather than a sub, right? But these are excellent right here and quite novel. I'm sure it would be many bonus points to my ascension. If you say so. Does doing something with the goal of ascension stop you I ascending? I love the idea of, like, whenever someone dies, they get an apotheosis score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scorecard handed round for the peer review. It's like, sorry, this time round you're only 75% of the way to apotheosis. I ain't good enough. I'm so sorry, you got to go back in the cycle. This pops up on a scoreboard at the funeral. And another samsara, please. <laughs> oh, dear. Does doing something with the goal of being a god make you not... make you get less points for being a god because you're doing it for the god as opposed to for the love of it? 
What happens if your um, god thing is trying to be a god, sufficient to the point where you ascend for the domain of trying to be a god? Oh, heavens, I'll have to take those two separately. Uh, (laughs) Yours first, I think, is is quite simple. No, if you're... The reason why you live your life in a certain way might, you know, detract a point or two, but ultimately doesn't matter why you're doing the good things that you're doing if you're embodying something with your whole soul then fundamentally that's what you're embodying that's who you are and at the end of the day that's who you'll become in the heavens Uh, if you're you know pretending to do it and uh, we'll get into your little conundrum in a moment with (laughs) if you're not putting your whole essence into it then that's where you lose points so you know, the the reasoning of, I wish to become a god, and therefore I'm going to do this, that's entirely as valid as going, I really like sewing, and so thus I'm going to attempt to become a sewing god, etc. Right? Like, the, the, the why doesn't matter, it's the outcome. Your conundrum will, though. What is attempting <laughs> to pretend to become a god and pretending to become a god? Yeah, I, I shouldn't think that that would work very well. Like, it's all about the faith, right? It's about divine will and manifesting it. And if you're you're manifesting not being divine, then that's not going to get you many points. But what, what if you're manifesting, attempting to manifest becoming divine? Then I think you're going to get laughed out of court. <laughs> Sorcerer just walks away. God, I wish I'd made a no- I wish I'd made a no wish god of apotheosis now. That would have been so good. <laughs> you can. There's still time. There's nothing stopping you. Just have Hal wake up one morning, just like, oh, there's a new god. Oh, ding dong. Hal just stops in the middle of the street, stares into the distance for a minute, it's like there's a new god. I guess that's a good point. I have built a world in which I can change deities whenever I want. You can! Yes. Yeah. You, ha- you have created a world in which you can, in fact, fuck around and find out. Uh-huh. But what if you, like, become the god of pretending or the god of common? Surely, pretending to be... Pretending to... Um, Dedicating yourself to pretending to be a god would add points to becoming the god of pretenders. Yes, perhaps. And in fact, I don't know the exact process, not having, you know, died and attempted it. But um, maybe you have to go five rounds in the ring with the liar to to see if you take over some of their trickery domain or something like that. Who knows? Evoy, lots of interesting stuff there. What if you want to become the god of just fucking sucking? Um, I... Sucking in which way? I... Can you just be so bad at things that you become the god of being bad at things? Is that the thing? Oh, no, we have that one. That sounds like the nuisance, <laughs> the god of problems. <laughs> oh, 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 boy. Is, is that being a problem for the people or being bad at things, though? Oh, both. Yes, entirely. No, they're, they're, they're so bad at things that they're just the god of problems and being problematic and all of that good stuff. That poor person. I think I would reject the promotion if I got offered that god. Well, they obviously wanted it enough. I, I would usually, to describe someone 
uh, like the nuisance, who is, you know, entirely problem-focused, is as hopeless. But he who sits in fear is already sitting in that domain. So, um, <laughs> yes, that 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 would really do. I suppose it's a case of of so bad it loops round to like the other end of the overflow or something. Yes, perhaps. But you know, if you're really good at something, even if that thing is causing problems, then you know, live your best life, I suppose. Because, I mean, so- sometimes you get this with arcane equations, that, like, if you bring it too far, what if you bring, like, your runes too far in one direction, it loops round and is, like, the far end of the other direction. Yes, and that one direction thing is truly what makes them beautiful. Mm. But, um, yes. Yes. <sighs> Right, we we were destroying a submarine. No, no, no. I got to we're... learn how to talk to trees. That would be a lot easier. <laughs> That's fair. I love you all, but I'm going to go live in a tree. I think. <laughs> Do trees have gods? Depends on your religion. That's the fun of animism. Well, according to the elves, some of the trees are gods. <laughs> Then I'm going back to my roots, I'd fucking guess. Was that a pun? It is now. <laughs> As you do. Saucer just walks off and just stands so against sorry. the tree for a while. <laughs> the tree says, no. <laughs> I don't have speak to plants yet. Can I get speak to plants? Is that a bard spell? It can be. Can be. Anything can be a bard spell. That's true. Truly, yeah. Amazing. Magical secrets. If you go bard hard enough, you can go with whatever, actually. Yeah, you need ten levels in bard, though, sadly. Yeah. Unless you're a lore bard. Uh, I don't know what bard you chose. Um, the... Glamour, right? Yeah. I was about to say pretty one. <laughs> I think I'm not wrong. That also works. I think all bards would raise their hand and say they're the pretty one. Yes. Um... But you go back to the submarine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Eventually. Oh, I feel like we've been having this conversation while tinkering. Yeah, like, we were walking. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's a, it's a little bit of a walk. Yeah. Yeah, this is either a walk and talk or we're doing this while we're dismantling the submarine. Yeah. We're yeah. just shouting over the sound of clanging metal. Yes. <laughs> what What is the plan for dismantling the submarine? Um, yank. Uh, so I think Howe's going to try and make sure that the bilge is drained as much as possible and then just start dismantling all the equipment in there with her tinker's tools. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like I said, there's that kind of slot in the bilge for picking up things and insert, putting things into the submarine and things like that. So if, you can open that very carefully and the and a lot of the water will just flood out. Uh-huh. Um, I'm happy to use Mage Hand to sort of help sort of um, move things around, sort of get things that are um, difficult to reach with human hands unscrewed or unfastened or whatever. Um, basically just helping with sort of various dismantling efforts. Add a little magic in there. Mm-hmm. All that jazz. Oh, uh, Will, could I borrow your shoes, please, while I'm doing this? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. They might be a little large for you, but sure, go for it. Oh, I'll manage. Yes, I could probably fit in both and use it as a little boat. Uh, I'll give you both shoes because that'll mean you're a little more stable and less likely to fall over into the very electrified water. That's still there. Well, yes, I'm assuming we're shutting the bay doors, but mm. uh, but yes, just to, just to you know protect me from any 
detractors, water, etc. Yes. Okay, I'll I'll stay up here where the floor is not covered in water, and I'll keep trying to dismantle stuff from here in my socks. Marvelous. Uh, because yes, will uh, rubberize the soles of his shoes is by a vast. Yes, yes. So just for clarity, because Kaya said about just dismantling the part that makes the bottle lightning. Mm. But it sounds like Will is going for general dismantling. Uh, no. Like, if there's any parts which make the bottle lightning the like sort of further inside the ship, not where the whole like sort of the floor is covered in electrified water section. Is there any bits there, or? Well, if you remember when you made it, it was just putting together some pieces that were in the hold and then taking them down into the bilge. Okay, um, I'll be sorting through, like, sort of seeing if there's any other of those sorts of pieces sort of within the hold Mm -hmm. and taking them out and... You know what? How do you feel about a bonfire? A bonfire of glass and metal. (laughs) The the best kind. Melted down slag. My new YA book. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) I think, like, um, Rob Jerry would, like, um, would have offered to cast chatter on it at some point to just fucking blow it apart from the inside out. Nice. Uh, yeah, that also works. Yep. Love it. Yep, and then we can chuck the remains into the ocean. Um, I don't know, I'll use some firebolts to make an interesting sculpture that we can offer up, I don't know. So, while, while you're taking bits and bobs out of the hold, what is how doing in the village? Uh, yeah, so there's, like, all sorts of copper equipment in here, right? Um, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming sort of mad science lab style, um, except she's, uh, goggles on, tinker's tools in hand, just dismantling as much of the, uh, stuff that is obviously for the channeling of the lightning and, and such. Um, if she can avoid, you know, Ruining anything that looks integral to the running of the ship, that's great, but... Yeah, avoiding anything that says Nathaniel on it. Um... <laughs> Maybe. Tell you what, give me give me one of your special science rolls. Excellent. <laughs> uh, that is a 19. Okay, yeah, you figure out exactly how the electricity from the bilge water is channeled to basically this little outlet i guess which is what you held the the bottle lightning to yesterday yeah yeah so you 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 figure exactly where you can you know unscrew something remove a bolt um without breaking the submarine itself right yeah so i've just got this picture in my head of her sort of rolling out the bombay doors with this massive induction loop of copper piping Mm -hmm. um after tinkering for a couple of hours. Well, some of it's copper. Some of it is a quite familiar-looking white metal. Oh. There's exponite in there? That makes sense. Hmm, interesting. Just one very thin thread that runs throughout the entire system alongside the copper. Okay. Is the thread of a similar diameter of the exponite wire? It's a lot thinner. Okay. It's like hair-thin. Okay, so this seems to be much more process-ready for this role, rather than just being of a similar source to what the necromancers had. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. 
Uh, do you want to chuck that uh, piping on the fire as well? Oh, yes, certainly. Um, perhaps, are we able to extract the exponite, I guess, is my question. It's very fine, but hmm. not bothered about keeping it in one piece necessarily, but like just having it. Um, I'm, I mean, if we melt down the copper and the exponite, is there a difference in melting temperatures that mean we'd be able to just lift the, the very thin exponite out? Uh, it's quite a similar temperature. Okay. Any propensity for them to separate if we melt it all up? No, you would, you would be making a very, very slightly magical copper. Also, I need to ask Will, did you light the bonfire? <laughs> what did you light it with? Uh, I have firebolt as a cantrip. Okay, you use the cantrip. <laughs> I assume that's sufficient. Mm-hmm. We just need the we just need the kindling to start going, and the re- then the rest of it will go. I'm not trying to. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, I was just I was just checking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know. No I know what you're looking for. I I get it. <laughs> my hair's not. My hair's still static, isn't it? Uh huh. You and Rumple Jelly mm-hmm. are both still incredibly static. Yeah, fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like after her little adventure, how might be a little bit as well, but nice. not magical static. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very much charged. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to do the bonfires um, some way down the beach as well from where the submarine's hidden, just so that that's less suspicious. Mm-hmm. What is Saoirse doing? Saucer's just helping where they can, just pulling stuff off the submarine. Mm-hmm. D- destruction. Have, having stuff passed to you by how? Yeah, yeah, just, just destruction. Mm-hmm. If you need a tree break as well, you can get us some firewood for this bonfire. Because the this, this submarine parts aren't going to melt by themselves. On it. Goes and, like, looks for firewood, I guess. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been a little bit sort of damp the last couple of days, but you can find some stuff. Mm-hmm. Wait, one sec, let me just double check something. Okay, no, it doesn't have the drying effect. Yeah. Is Rumpel Jerry actually using shatter on all of these bits and pieces? I'm... I think uh, I would use one shatter to, like, get the like the structural integrity of the whole thing out, when, like, once they're, like, uh, once uh, Will and How are done with whatever they're doing in there, were all Jerry's words. Mm-hmm. So you used your tides of chaos, which means well, magic is about to happen. Yeah. Did you want to give me those rolls? Mm-hmm. Yep. Here we go. Okay. D one hundred is on a um twenty one. Okay. And the D ten is a three. <laughs> Plus a second level spell slot. Um, so you cast Shatter on the bonfire. And on the opposite side of the bonfire to you, a giant goat appears. <laughs> it looks furious. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. Um, I don't need this today. Um, and I just slap myself with invisibility. I guess it, I guess we t- we're gonna roll initiative against this giant goat that's just been oh, summoned. Is, is everyone in initiative? Uh, ah, 
Okay. okay, that's pretty good. Dirty 20. 20. Two. Um, 11. Two. 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 Damn. Damn. Sosha, a giant angry goat has materialized. Ah, my people. This one is not your people. <laughs> you don't know that. Who knows what I mean, happened? I, I, I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. How far away is it? Um, it's the other side of the fire. Um, probably about 20 feet from where you're standing. Assuming you're all kind of gathered together by the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming we are. Mm-hmm. That sounds reasonable. Okay. Uh, just to clarify again, because there's, there's, there was confusion last time and I'm still a little confused. Mm-hmm. When it says attacks per action, is that just melee or is that any attack? Um, I think last time we said it was any attack since it doesn't specify melee. Okay, cool. If we did not, that's what we're saying now. Neat. In that case, I'm gonna Radiant Sunbolt, which is a... Uh, maths. 12 to hit. Uh, 12 hits. Cool. It is a goat. It is. It's larger than Will, but it's still a goat. Yeah. Um, that's six radiant damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm assuming the goat is a very wise, so I'm going to do a radiant sun buff. Um, no, dissonant whispers on the goat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing its wisdom is less than 14? It is indeed. Oh, I mean... Oh, oh no, it's a roll, isn't it? Yes, I need to roll less than 14. <laughs> I rolled a 17. Are you shitting me? I rolled a 17. Okay, so it's going to take 3d6 divided by 2. Mm-hmm. Why is this goat wise? I shouldn't have alerted it to my present with, with the sunbolt. Okay, that's still high. That's 13 divided by 2. Okay. I can't do maths today. 7? No, six. 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 Run down. Yeah. What are you whispering at this goat, though? Is there any restriction on like what creatures Dissonant Whispers actually works on? Like it just says creature. Okay. It doesn't have to like understand what's being no. said. No. Okay. So it says you whisper a discordant mel- melody. So like unlike vicious mockery, this isn't words. This is uh, just a yes. sound. I love the idea of whispering a melody. <laughs> Yeah, like in its head. Yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm gonna rickroll the goat. Excellent. <laughs> the goat Damn. just hears this, the the intro, so never gonna give you up. In its head. By the famous bard Richard Astley. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm here for all of this. Okay, Will, what are you doing? Right. Um. So. I'm going to cast Polymorph on the goat. Okay. Uh, no, it's so, wise now. <laughs> so, uh, this is a um, wisdom saving throw DC 15. That That's going to be a 16. Fuck! Doesn't. <laughs> Fuck. The goat only has a plus one. How? How is oh this goat... God. And I guess, I guess, I guess, like, um... Maybe it's because it's a magical goat. 
Possibly. This is a leveled spell as well, if that's relevant at all, Liz, for your machinations. It is. Roll me a d100 and a d10. Fun! I can't believe you just burned a fourth level slot on a goat and are about to do more wild uh-huh. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Imagine we summon a second goat. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's... So that's a 57... Um, so that's a 57 on the um, D100 and a 7 on the D10. Um, and hey, at least it's not bears repeating. <laughs> okay, so what happens is... Um, the vague concept of the polymorph spell achieves sentience, <laughs> screams, and then vanishes. <laughs> That's not what that spell's meant to do. Horrifying. What? That's fucking horrifying. What does that mean? The vague concept of a spell gains conscious. Visually, what does that mean? I think visually what it means is there's kind of a black amorphous blob, kind of like venom, kind of briefly surrounds the goat, screams out of a mouth identical to the goat's mouth, but, like, three inches further forwards, and then it vanishes. That's fucking horrifying, and I'm going to need fan art stat. (laughs) hate that. Yeah. Jeez. That's one of my favourite ones on the table. (laughs) What the hell is going on in your mind, Les? (laughs) Nothing. Anyway, I think that's my turn, because I think Will is just going to stand there with a kind of what the fuck and what the fuck did I just do sort of look on his face not gonna lie didn't think we would get that far but now the goat is gonna charge Sorsha <laughs> okay do I have reactions I guess this doesn't count as a missile does it no this is a goat <laughs> no it's um... definitely a hit aisle <laughs> So I'm going to need you to make a strength save. Okay. <laughs> what if I don't want to? <laughs> then, then you will just be knocked prone. Okay. Um, okay. My, okay. Actually, my saving throw for strength is a plus three for some reason. Uh, oh, uh, that. Hello. You get plus five if you're within ten feet of me as well. Is that on top of the plus three? Mm-hmm. Yes. Paladin stuff. Not that I need it. Um. 18 plus 3 plus 5? Nice, 26. You, you are not knocked prone, but you do take 10 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Not 10. Oh. Why did I say 10? 7. Oh. I'm rooting for the goat, honestly. <laughs> Why? That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> We've just summoned this goat from its normal happy life <laughs> to a beach where we're burning metal. <laughs> and glass. Yeah, now it's attacking us. <laughs> Rumpel Jerry, it's your goat. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm in. Did my invisibility go off before we did combat? Did Did you still count that? Mhm. Okay, good. Yeah, I was, I was, I was seeing that as like a reflex. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, problem. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Um, Bye. I'm gonna go Wait, get. If get... you cast, if you cast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh Wait. my god! I mean, the good news is the DC's back down to one. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. Hold Just on, let me roll. Okay, you. but you know what would be so funny here? <laughs> Another goat. And I've got my fingers crossed. It's an Another 11. One. Okay. Sorry to disappoint, but it's not a 1. It's an Damn. 11. Mm. Okay, so you are just it's a bit uneventfully invisible. Yeah. I'm... I definitely want to sneak close, but I'm just trying to see, like, is... Can I... I don't really have any spells that enhance my... Uh, Enhance my weapon attack, sadly. Mm. Yeah, I'm just going to sneak, uh, get close and stabbo. Sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, to attack, right? I'm a little out of it. Oh, that is... Uh, uh, ten to hit. That misses. <laughs> well, obviously you're trying to avoid hitting Sorcia. I have a plus seven to hit, but I got a three on the die. Uh, sad. Oh, well. Uh, well, that's my action. Do I have any bonus actions? Yeah, two weapon fighting. Can I still do that? Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to stab her again. Well, 18 on the die. Yeah. So uh, that would be a 25 to hit. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's going to do it. It's going to hit its AC of 11. <laughs> Oh, wow! What off? It's just a goat. It's just a big goat. I'm just yeah. goat. <laughs> How many sneak attack? Uh, I let me get d fours. How many sneak attack do I have now? I should have two, right? Yeah, two d six. Um, wait. Doesn't being invisible give me some kind of advantage or something? Shit. That that's giving you the sneak attack. Yeah, fair. Um, 2d6 plus the... I probably go off for my dagger, so d4. I have too many dice in my dice bag. It's hard to find any one single die I need. Which, yes, I know is preposterous, but... Shun the non-believer. Too many goats? <laughs> no, too many dice? <laughs> the dice do not like me today. Huh, maybe I said too many dice. Um, that is 8 damage. Total. That is enough. You you drive your sword through this goat that you just summoned. I went with the dagger because, like, I went. I oh, yes, protect with my sword first, but dagger second. You drive your dagger through this goat that you just summoned. And because invisibility, I attacked. I just suddenly appear in front of the goat, stabbing it. Yeah, you are the first and last things that this goat experienced. Congrats. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Oh boy! Oh, what a horrible existence. We've only known us. What the fuck? <sighs> it's. I'm, I'm. Well, don't forget to use your discharger next time. Gave the discharger to Will. Yeah. Now doesn't know that. I need to remember to use my discharger. <laughs> what the fuck happened? What the. F- I don't even know what the fuck that was. Uh. That was a goat. Did you just create life? <laughs> I don't know! You killed your child. I'm not sure if I conjured it or created it. But, yeah, I... Did you su- summon goat? Or, or was there just... I'm not sure. This is just... This this has been happening for 30 years of my life. You see how this... A murderous goat appeared and tried to kill us. I'm... This day, it's the fact that this day is already so like this, 
that I'm not having a mental breakdown. Like This is just a weird day. You know what? We've got this bonfire going, we've got this dead gloat. Should we just do some barbecue? Let's have a barbecue. Why not? The day can't get any weirder at this point, let's be honest. Um... <laughs> Oh, Great and Glorious DM. What is like a habit to ward off um, jinxing it and superstition like that? Is there anything that's like, like knocking on wood in, in our world? I know if that. I think since you're from like a mining culture, I'm going to say it's making like some sort of like food offering because that's a thing that was done a lot in British mines. <laughs> Robert. When you when um when someone says this day can't get anywhere, Robert Jerry just starts digging into a inner backpack and pulls out a piece of ration and um throws that into the sea. <laughs> just yeet some jerky. <laughs> Don't say that out loud like that. Okay, fine. Who knows what will happen if you say it? Oh boy. Sausage gonna just stop watering the goat. <laughs> Is isn't that weird? Well, I'm glad you said it, because I didn't think I was able. I'm a satyr, not a ghost. Like, you're tabaxi, not a cat. I mean, yes, but I wouldn't st- still. This is just makes some sort of duh face and then carries on. <laughs> I still wouldn't eat a cat if the opportunity arose. I mean, I think most people won't eat a cat regardless no. of not, or not whether they look like a cat. But, you know. No, that's fair. I'd eat a cat if I were hungry. <laughs> Well, yeah. That, yeah, the paw. But, yeah, it's... I'm, I'm I'm not a goat. I just have traits like a goat. You know? I suppose you're right, yeah. I mean, honestly, if, if Sosha's fine with it, then it's cool. Yeah? No. I mean, he is the one butchering it, so... Yeah. <laughs> Steaks all round, I suppose. I think, Rumpacher, um, if we're going to have a barbecue... Well, we already... Wait, no, we already have a bonfire. Never we mind. already have a bonfire. <laughs> yeah, we just spent a long time making one. Counterpoint, <laughs> do we really want to cook food in the metal and glass bonfire? Well, we're not going to cook it in there. In the bonfire where there is exponite melting. Yeah, exactly. We can make a second smaller bonfire. <laughs> no, I mean, it's you wouldn't cook it inside the bonfire anyway because it, the meat would all burn really quickly. What you do is you stick them up or like, on sticks like sort of near to the bonfire so that they get the heat and stuff and sizzle and whatnot, but aren't actually just roasted to the point of being just charcoal, right? But wouldn't you get the smells of whatever still was in there in your meat? Isn't it just better to make a meat-safe bonfire? Yeah, let's just make a second smaller bonfire. I mean, we can always make a little meat-safe fire if we fancy. We got enough fire. (laughs) It'd probably taste nicer. Okay, we can do that. And now we have two bonfires, which is infinitely better than one. Mm -hmm. Very well. I pull out a piece of flint and cast a friendly fire cantrip. Amazing, wonderful. Oh, warm. Did did I ever cast that on recording? Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, we cast it, but that version, like, the, we lost those files. Yeah, you've, you've done it a couple of times, I think. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. Sorcerer is just kind of, like, separating the meat and the bones and the um, fur. Mm-hmm. 
um, is going to save the fur for making things with. Yeah, this goat is like, yeah, it's like a seven foot long goat. Yeah. There's a lot of skin there. We might be able to use that for goat leather. Who knows? Mm. Oh, yes, and I'm also going to dry some of the meat so that it'll last longer. Oh, jerky. Just because it's a lot of goat. <laughs> it is a lot of goat. And I'm not I'm not that hungry right now. Yeah, we're not eating all that in one sitting. Uh, you're right. But hey, barbecue. You know, I'm trying to work out if there's any kind of effect to eating an animal that was summoned by wild magic. I mean, that's like, for you to decide. That's for you to decide and us to find out. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I said I was trying to work it out. That's for us to experience to experience the consequences. Yeah, I mean, if people if people like it can always do it to take magic on the um on the remains of the goat before we consume it. But like, to be honest, I don't think Will's that bothered. This is fine. Yes, would it stop you to to know the answer one way or the other? Guess we'll find out. And I'm just wondering, like, would you just be able to tell if it had magical effects, or like, what kind of magic has uh, summoned? Put it here. Um, Summoning creation, like. Well, it's gonna. Well, I can do detect magic as a ritual. So, and it's it's like the it'll it'll take a little more than ten minutes for this all to cook. So I can just do that. Yeah, why not? I cast detect magic as a ritual. Um, I think you do detect a conjuration aura on the meat, but as it cooks, that seems to fade. Like you're cooking the magic out of it. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure it's cooked thoroughly, and we'll be absolutely fine well that's good to know uh, sadly I can never like recreate anything otherwise this would have been a good uh, food hack yeah shame that but hey it was good this one time so yeah. I appreciate it well it is although it was very surprising to see an angry goat so yeah uh, I, I, I prefer not having my food trying to attack me first I think there are spells which do let you conjure up food, feasts, that sort of thing. But uh, I I think they're quite advanced magics. And sounds more like your kind of magic than mine. Decently hard. Uh, yeah, I think there's some pretty advanced spells which can produce magic food, which is good for you and helps you and stuff. Mm. But I don't know those spells. Someone somewhere has them written down. Rumpel Jerry is going to sit down next to the uh, bonfire with where the meat's going to be cooked. So, what what are we going to do now? And she's still clutching her paw to her chest. Well, uh, I suppose once the big bonfire's down, we can chuck the remains of the glass metal modernist sculpture into the sea. Um, and then do we want to do some more, uh, institute investigation? Uh, today? We don't have to do it today. Um, is it, like, not evening time? Sorry, did I miss time of day? I don't know what time it is. I don't know. How how, how long did this take? Is it's What time is it? It didn't take that long. It's probably maybe, like, early afternoon. Then it'd take a couple of hours to get to the institute. Mm. I think we should enjoy a little us time today. Uh, I think that would be good. It also gives some time for the people at the Institute to calm down after the previous 
shenanigans. Yes. Just so we can rile them up again. Vibes. Uh, did, did you say Wampajo is still clutching the paw? Yeah, they're still hiding it against her chest or something. Um, in that case, like, it's also just, just gonna go over and just sort of, is, is it still hurting? Mm-hmm. What, what do you, what do you mean? You, you, you keep holding, holding your paw. Oh, oh, um, yes, I suppose. It'll be fine, just needs time. May I try and help it? What, what are you gonna try? Just see if I can heal it a little bit. Um, sure. I, I won't even have to touch it. She'll hold out her paw, but in a fist, so you cannot see the palm. Yeah. It's just gonna sort of say, I hope it feels better soon, and then cast Healing Word. Thank you. Well, um, I, I don't know if you lost any hit points in that in that fight. Oh no, I didn't. Oh okay. In that case, does that do anything? I um, after you've cast it and like the magic washes over me and it's gone. I look at uh, my palm to make where while no one else can see. Is the mark still there? It is. Yeah. Thank you. It's it's feeling much better already. I'm glad. You didn't have a dream last night? Or well, not? I I did. But I was just running up a, I was just running up a mountain really, really fast. Huh. And then I sort of flew off and just sort of kept going for a while and then I woke up. And there was no the eel wasn't there? No sign of the great electric eel? No. But I didn't I don't I didn't do anything to do with her things. I, I, I didn't fuck with the god stuff. I, okay. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. It's not not a, not your fault or your problem. Just I'm just worried for the future, worried for what might come after this, worried what she might think, worried what others might think. What do you mean? I um, I shouldn't have made I shouldn't have made the ball of lightning. I it was a mistake. I shouldn't have taken her power. I shouldn't have shown it to the goblin. I should have just snuck off in the night and dumped it back into the ocean. You see the but mm. I'm not sure if she'll ever forgive me. It's not the impression that I got from her. Yeah, but I wish I could give reassurance, but I, I don't know about the stuff enough to offer anything. Just that even if she doesn't, you're not going to be alone in it. Because Howen will have whatever that she said to them as well, and and I'll be here even if I'm not in the same boat. I'm going to be in the dinghy next to you. Thank you. I think the goat's done, and Wormpujer will grab uh, a skewer of goat meat and start eating a bit, but not very much. Not focused on the food, just like chewing. Is is going to give Wormpujer a little side hug and then get food call over the others? I don't know how far away they are, or even what they were doing. 
Oh, marvellous. <laughs> It'll be nice to have such delicious food while watching a beautiful sunset. Yeah. The good news is, it tastes like the platonic ideal of what goat meat should taste like. <laughs> you can't get any fresher than this. Yeah, I mean, but like, so sort of, I will, I will say though, like, so sort of, I, I've read in some sort of books that, like, so sort of, a lot of people don't tend to go with sort of magically conjured food all the time, just because, like, sort of, it tastes like the way someone thought it should taste, rather than, like, sort of, the actual variations that you get with, sort of, normal food. So, this this Yes, I suppose the flavour could never surprise you, could it? Hmm. Mm. No, but it can also never disappoint. That's true. It, it, it'd be the perfect sort of... I can't be bothered cooking, and I don't want to go and buy food kind of thing. But I hear there's some wizards who all they eat is just magically generated food because they prefer it that way. It's always the way they like it, so to each their own, I suppose. I can I can see that. And I assume those wizards are autistic? Of course those wizards are autistic, but that's not a bad thing. Sometimes autism's, oh. are, sometimes oh, autism's really useful. <laughs> I didn't say it was bad, just sounds like the perfect... Other non-autistic wizards? I mean, listen... Good point. I I think sometimes people with autism make the best wizards. Yeah, I mean, mm. you have to study one special thing for long enough that you eventually get magic powers. I feel like some kind of neurodivergency has to be involved there. You're not wrong. Or dedication. Both? There's a limit. There's... Yeah, yeah. both. 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 I could never become a wizard myself. I just get instantly uh, distracted. Oh, same. That's all right. I can't. Yeah, I. I tried studying, and I just had to do things with my hands while I was in class. And no, can't really do that when half of your spells involve doing things with your hands. That's fair. I mean, like. I, on the other hand, have the opposite problem of I spend so long studying that I forget to go and have food or go to bed and stuff like that, so... Eh. Ah, see, I like food too much for that. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can relate. End the test. Mm-hmm. When you fell out of the sky, I didn't have food for two people. I had to hunt budge for extra food. Mm. Mm. This is good goat, though. Yeah. Tales of Morterra is created and GM'd by Liz Blake, with editing by Mario Panaghetti and featuring music by Nick Blake. Check out our Tumblr at morterra.tumblr.com for more information on the world of Morterra, links to episode transcripts, and to join our Discord community. If you'd like to help support the show, you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash morterra. So, we've been playing for about two hours. So I'll we call it there, and then you can get up to whatever mischief you're going to get up to next time. That sounds good. Sounds like a plan. This this feels like a good point to call it. Yeah. Yeah. It was also a nice kind of chill session after yeah. whatever happened last time. <laughs> nice kind of chill session. Start with dreams. And I hope everyone enjoyed their encounters with the eel. This was fun. Thank you yeah. for running the game, Liz. Thank you for running the game. Thank you for DMing. <laughs>
Thank you for sharing this wonderful world with us. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get a lot of lore out today. It was fun. Yeah. 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 All the lore. And, and thank you, listeners, for putting up with mag- magical RE. <laughs> I'm sure it'll become relevant at some point. Don't worry. Well, yeah, when how ascends. As long as you're going to join a cult, I'll be fine. But thank you for playing and for listening and f- for Marioing. Thank you, Mario. Thank, thank you, Mario. Mario. I'm sorry. 